Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. And welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined, surprise, by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Today, we are talking HBO Max's Peacemaker. Uh, this is a uh, the first, the first of a few spinoffs for the suicide, for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which I'm very excited about. Uh, now that, now that it is concluded, I can, I can confidently say this is one of my, this is one of the best comic book shows there's ever been. James Gunn is a, is a genius. I swear. Um, this man is Midas. I he was, touches it, it turns yeah. to gold. I was not expecting to like go into the show and be like, oh yeah, this is my favorite thing that I've watched this year now, pretty much. Like, uh, this was, I, this was a show that I watched after Ozark, after Book of Boba, after like so many other things that I was like, had, I said in my head, like, oh yeah, I have to get through these first in order to watch Peacemaker. But like now, if I could go back in time, I'd watch Peacemaker first. Like, uh, I'd rather watch it week by week when it came out if I could. Um, but wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched was... it. Mm-hmm. I watched it week by week. And I'll, uh, I mean, going back to that first first release, I think they dropped three ep- two or three episodes in the first the first day. I think it was a three-episode premiere. And, you know, I was entering it. A, not skeptical, you know, because I watched the Suicide Squad and I've watched James Gunn shit and he's he he doesn't miss, you know, he's he's very, very good. Uh, but, you know, the fact that the first spinoff we were getting was John Cena as Peacemaker. I was a little like, OK, that's an interesting choice of of all the places we could have gone. Uh, why? Why here? Uh, and then and then you get it and you're just like, ah, OK, I see. Uh, this is one of those characters that allows James Gunn to get as wonky as out there as he possibly can, and uh, it pays off. It pays off in a big fucking way. If there is any comedic superhero anything, it just needs to be James Gunn. Like from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it makes sense why I love this show so much. Like coming from someone like I just feel like James Gunn. Like, while I was watching the show, I kept thinking how fun it would be to make this show as well. Like, mm. because I, I'd say, like, for other superhero movies or shows, like, I'd say it's more fun than anything. Like, you're you're a superhero. It's not, you know, it's not a normal movie where you have to be serious all the time. But, like, this oh, yeah. set, like I feel like, is time. just, like, this is different. Like, this is a whole different thing. Like, this is the point of this show is to, like, have fun and, like, to like for the fun and like for everything but at the same time you get like this beautiful story that you just did like i don't know it the show just like and uh, let me say me. one of the oh. one of the big things that i was like i'm i was kind of skeptical about going into it was you know john cena mm. i've never been huge on his acting ability you know he's 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 proven that he's he's a good enough actor to to carry some things every once in a while, you know. So, uh, and specifically in the comedy category, mm-hmm. um, but holy fucking shit, could this man make me feel things? I was like, oh my god, he's he is a, uh, that's a talented man, and that part where he's playing the piano, guy. that's John Cena. That's him. He yeah. is playing the piano. He's a legitimate like. I think everyone just gets stuck in thinking he's WWE John Cena, you know, because obviously that's what we all know him as. And like all the, you can't see me everything, you know, that's what we know him as, but he's like, he's just a performer. That dude is just an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And like, 
he didn't start in the WWE, you know, he had like, so like a rap career beforehand, yeah. which I think is hilarious. I and think like, that's one of his, uh, that's probably uh, one of the only things he, <laughs> he hasn't really, uh, uh succeeded at, uh, yeah. Or been um, the best at, but, but uh, man, does this role just fit him or like, oh, it's he like just fit the role. Like, yeah. Oh um, my God. It's perfect. And I mean like the whole, the whole ensemble around him too, this, this team they created with Economos and, uh, Adebayo and Harcourt, uh, and Mern, like th- these, that's a good team. I liked mm. watching them week to week, and uh, the slow unraveling of the story where it became like, you know, early on, you go okay. So this whole thing's about butterflies. One of them, one of them's a butterfly, right? Mm. And uh, there came a point. There came a point where I was like, it's gotta be Mern. There's, there's like, there's no one else it could be. And I think, I think watching it week to week. Uh, you get that a little bit more than you would have uh, than you would have in a binge format. If I had to guess, just uh, watching it back to back to back, but like hmm. week yeah. to week and dwelling on each episode, it felt like okay, they're they're lingering with this guy a little bit differently in a way that they were uh, other places. And I think it's at the end of episode four where he's sitting down to eat to eat, and uh, his his tongue folds out of his mouth, and it's like mm-hmm. oh fuck. Yeah, no, that caught me completely off guard. I was, uh, cause I, uh, there were weird things about him, like his personality and he's like, yeah, no emotion, whatever. And like, uh, I'm like, okay, but he's just, you know, that's just his thing. That's just his character, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it's just a cool, like just a a cool character concept, I guess. And then the tongue comes out and I'm like, how could I admit like, that's like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I, I guess just going like back to back to back, um, like I didn't really have time to dwell, really. So like yeah, a you lot of moving. a lot of things were like I didn't think of it before. Um and it really right. like caught me off guard like while watching. Um there were like some things that, that I could put together pretty easily. Um like whenever X ray vision helmet came up first, I'm like, Well, someone's going to be figured out to be a butterfly through yeah. this. Don't know who in any way, but like this is awesome. Like, I don't know, just like little, like Autobio puts it on. She's like, Whoa, Mern, you got to, Oh shit. Like, yeah. Like, Oh, like now. And dude, just the James Gunn is so fucking good at making all these characters who are peace, who are doing shitty things. And you're, you're on some level want to not like, makes them so sympathetic and just makes them so tragic in a way that's like, I completely understand you. Uh, I cried so many times during this show. Like, uh, it's devastating. Cried, laughed. Like it's just everything from this show, which like even down to Eagly, like Eagly has kind of, a big part in the show. Like, without Eagly, some things just don't happen. Like, the show even makes you care about an eagle. You know, the most... And we get, like, some of the most, like, American visuals, which I think is hilarious, is that, like, the show is so, like, America! But then at the same time, being, like, America fucking sucks. Like No, yeah, like, it's it's a really (laughs) interesting balance it strikes, you know? And off-rip, I was a little, like, sus sus about it you know there were there are certain things where you know especially with peacemaker's dad with uh mm-hmm. with that character it's like a uh it's a delicate balance you're you're definitely going for a weird thing here and uh you know when you go with the white supremacist villain you have to make them a villain there and there was uh, everybody in this show there's something redeeming <laughs> about every single person there is nothing redeeming about his dad. Like they did a really good job at making sure there's not a single thing you might think is okay about him. Nope. Uh, like to the point where when he kills his dad, you go, that was the right thing to do, which is Damn. incredibly hard. Uh, yeah. The only redeeming, not redeeming, but like he's just, how the fuck did he make that quantum room, bro? Like, uh, I yeah, I've got some like, <laughs> I gotta go to like the the comics for that, bro. Because how the fuck? 
was he doing that shit? And, you know, it kind of reminded me of points like there's some things in this that I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, James Gunn enjoyed the Watchmen series by Damon Lindelof, where, uh, you know, just like when it comes to that sort of like, oh, y'all are going to teleport this thing? Mm. Like, you're going to teleport this? Th- y'all have that ability? Like, yeah, I guess there there were like a, some things that, they just didn't even bother to explain. It was just like, yeah, alien species, they have this, like, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, or like, I thought that the the little UFO that he found, the little, like, it looked like a little speaker at first with buttons or whatever, and then it yeah, turned yeah, into yeah. the ship. I thought that was going to be, like, a way bigger deal and, like, mean way more and, like, I don't know, like, control. I don't know. I was like, this thing's going to matter, you know, like, going to be super important. It's like, yeah, it's just their ships they all fly around and you know like there's just yeah well that's where... the thing is that like it it is i think it was supposed to be like uh it it was supposed to feel big and then the payoff is when they all arrive mm-hmm. and it's like it's like oh yeah like they're the uh the cliffhangers were definitely like well obviously now i can't stop watching like right after every episode i'm like well gotta go to the next one. i literally i just kept going until i fell asleep like with this show oh, is dude. that that's the first viewing i just kept going until i literally couldn't keep my eyes open and then i finished it the next day with the finale and it was just like so good oh um so so good dude no yeah i uh one of my uh one of my favorite character arcs in the season was uh i mean obviously peacemaker but vigilante uh that's that is a fucking amazing take on that character oh so you care about you know tape and on their skin but you don't care about brutally murdering people you know like um and then like he acts he's like thinking about it for a second he's like no yeah yeah like he's just so set on his uh on his thing you know like and so um, <laughs> i can't believe they legalized that shit if i catch you guys doing <laughs> that two years ago i'd kill you right now yeah he uh dude is he's just an enforcer you know you break the law that's it um you know he's like we we only murder people who deserve to be murdered you know (laughs) the worst of the worst the murderers and uh you know like if you kill someone you're getting killed i mean Mm. uh, i mean on occasion graffiti artists but i mean (laughs) i love how they like kind of even brought this question up like in the first place in the show it's kind of like a big part of the show like why peacemaker doesn't really want to kill people anymore um how just psychopathic vigilante is with his view of murder and everything Mm. you know like and it brings the conversation up of like literally like batman was brought up and like yeah you know he just puts him in jail they go out and they murder way more people and he's like Mm. i finished the job you know like i make sure they don't do that anymore and it was kind of like a like a I've never oh. thought of, I've never thought about Batman that way. You know, I've always thought like, yeah, Batman's Batman. He fucking oh, and you know, puts him in jail. That's the thing is when you, and you know, cause that is the actual moral way to go about it probably. But, yeah. uh, you know, when you watch a movie, when you watch a show with a protagonist who is this anti-hero, it's, it, it's easy to, you know, fall into that. Like, oh yeah, you know, and ultimately I think we find I, one of my biggest things after the suicide squad, when I watched it, when I was like, so the character we're getting a spinoff of is Peacemaker. I was like, I don't like Peacemaker mm. at the end of the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I really hope that the line we build on is Peacemaker. What a joke. Came back and to a, that a good four times or five um, times. And that, so. was, that was the line in mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad that made him go like, oh, Maybe I am wrong. Like mm-hmm. the whole, the like, and uh, the fact that that was literally what we built on was, I was so happy. I was so happy with that because I was so worried that they were just going to keep making him. And by the end of the season, I like Peacemaker. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, Adebayo and Harcourt are right. Like he is fucked up, but he's not the worst guy. You know, like he is, mm. he is at his core, a good dude. He's just, uh, he's just gone. He just had the worst fucking About- dad. 85% a piece of shit, I think. Um, yeah. But that wasn't even at the end there. Um, I think probably less, you know, his percentage is definitely going down. I mean, um, we'll go, we'll go 75, 25, 65, 35. I mean, you're still <laughs> murdering. Yeah. You 
there's only so much piece of shit that you can lose when you are murdering people. <laughs> but um, and I and I do like that. Like by the end of the series, though, it seems like a hard line for him. He's like, mm-hmm. I'll, like I'll I'll kill these aliens because they're aliens who are trying to invade Earth right now. But I'm not going to kill anyone I don't have to. And mm-hmm. like I. I appreciate that that's the conclusion we kind of come to with him uh, by by the end of this season. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go because Peacemaker officially confirmed for a season two as thank of just God. yesterday yeah, or the thanks. day before. Mm. Uh, and there's going to be another James Gunn helmed the Suicide Squad spinoff series in some, some capacity. So I, I'm just very excited to see him have his own little corner. Uh, of the DC universe. Oh, can we talk about how he like confirms certain people in the like DC universe? <laughs> like Green Arrow, poor Green Arrow, man. Um, <laughs> dude just he goes got... to brony conventions yeah. and wears a fucking <laughs> horse costume with a drilled on four inch bottle. Yeah. Dude just got exposed to everybody. Can never come back from. And that then Economos is like, no, actually, that's the first thing he said. That's yeah, true, that, though. That one's uh, real. Um, that's and then hilarious. He, and no, then even I, and, the... I mean, like, obviously, coming off the finale, we got to talk the the big the big cameo here mm. uh, with. Can you? I mean, I know we're Star Wars fans, so uh, we're used to our fandom being the biggest pieces of shit. Go ahead and appreciate what's being put before you, asshole. Don't don't really complain. Oh, this person said this one fucking line, mm. and that got you pressed. Just go ahead and chill out. Um, <laughs> the thing, like. People are mad that Aquaman and the Flash's interaction went like this. Really? I think it was fucking awesome and hilarious. And people are saying it's out of character for both the guys. Like, And like, what the fuck? No? From everything I've ever seen, especially with this, this version of Arthur Curry, this version of Aquaman, everything that happened here makes perfect sense. Uh... Literally all that happened was that he just said that he fucked fish. Like, yeah, it, like what I else what else happened remember. between them? Well, I, mean, I think it like people don't like the cussing for oh. some reason. Uh you know, uh he goes, I fucking hate that rumor. And there are people who are running with that, like, this confirms that for some reason Aquaman's uh, uh Jason Momoa's Aquaman fucks fish. And I'm like, can't you gain an ounce? Of media literacy? That's not at all what this is. This is a comedy. It's a like, joke. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, like, I, I just thought it was just, you know, I mean, th- not what I took out like, of it. Flash yeah. is fucking with him. It's not a rumor. Fuck you, Barry. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. What I got out of it, I, like, they showed up and I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's fucking Superman, Wonder Woman, the Flash and Aquaman. I'm like, oh, my fuck. They're here. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, and then they said that and I'm like, oh, that shit was funny as fuck. You know, like. Um, related assholes yeah that's all i took it as is like oh wow that was cool like i never once was like oh that was a terrible portrayal of of aquaman that was just in the in the 10 seconds that he was on screen man i really hated him like oh wow thank you no yeah uh, it's just uh (laughs) people are people are fucking ridiculous now the 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 gripe i can i can kind of kind of begin to understand is that batman and cyborg aren't there that's what I was going to say for the Justice League. Uh, uh, and now I think people are running with that. And uh, there are a lot of people that are flaming James Gunn for it. But I'd be willing to bet James Gunn doesn't have a fucking thing to do with the fact that those two aren't in it. I'd be willing to bet that. Yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers notoriously despises Ray Fisher, the guy who played Cyborg. Uh, fucks him over at every turn they, they get. Uh and Ben Affleck said he's done playing Batman, so his Batman's probably not popping up anymore. Michael Keaton's Batman's about to be in the Flash, so they'll probably go with that direction. But they don't want Michael uh, Keaton to be the first first appearance in Peacemaker. You know what I'm saying? I was like, the only thing that I was thinking during this cameo is that the four of them showed up, and then I thought that this was going to be the reveal of like Robert Pattinson's like Batman in universe. Like I thought, I thought he, I thought he was going to pull up and like, just say, you know, something, but then I'm like, obviously not like, obviously that's not going to fucking happen before. the No. Yeah. Robert Pattinson's Batman Um, seems to be his own little, little corner of the universe for sure. Um, But, uh, but that, that was like the only other thought that was in my mind during this, you know, cameo scene, whatever. Um, so yeah, my mind was the furthest away from this was a terrible cameo. The only, 
other thing I guess is that like Superman and Wonder Woman they weren't there. Like no, uh, no, it, it was it was those are very clearly CGI entities. Um, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> think uh, I, I, I because the, the thing is is that you know uh, Gal Gadot's not done playing Wonder Woman. You know she's still around, but she's also a very very busy busy uh, actress. Um, and Henry Cavill, I mean, uh, there's a lot up in the air about whether or not he's still Superman. So it's kind of like a, if you, if they were there, assholes, they were here for 10 seconds. Sorry. They didn't get a line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's peacemaker. It's not justice it's, league. It's and, not. And I saw someone on Twitter, like, uh, it was like Marvel fans. Why are you complaining? Four of them showed up, not two. And it was a screenshot of the Avengers movie. With Captain America and Black Widow blacked out, but you could see Thor and Hulk. And I was like, this isn't a good analogy. That is a movie called The Avengers. This is uh, not a show called The Justice League. Mm-hmm. It's like a... Like, yeah, like, this was a cameo. Yeah. Um, and it was just to be like, yeah, you guys are fucking late. We did all your job. Like, we did it for you. You know, it's just, it's just a joke. Literally, this was all for a joke. Like... All of it. That's it. Fan service and a joke. It was fantastic. I I don't know. I I thought it was hilarious. You know, like, I absolutely loved it. I that finale. It. That finale was like. How about the reveal that the cow is that? <laughs> Holy cow! It is. It <laughs> I was is. like, yeah, that that was that was pretty. Like there were like this show was funny. Like there were a lot of times where it actually like got me to to actually you know kind of laugh for real like this is i don't know it's a different kind of comedy i feel like this is just a i don't know i just i want more of this in any capacity like it's whether it's peacemaker or anybody like you know with with james gunn at the helm we've watched james gunn movies we've watched guardians of the galaxy volume one and two and we've watched the suicide squad and this tonally doesn't deviate from the tone of a film like it is it is made like a movie split up into 10 or into eight parts like that's that's what it is uh it like i don't feel like i'm watching a tv show as i'm watching this most of the time i feel like i'm watching the narrative of a film and uh it's it's just so so well done and like at every at every possible turn i i i it was so outlandish that i didn't know what the fuck was going to happen but it wasn't so outlandish that I didn't get it. You know, like I got yeah. every ounce of this show. Like it's, it's incredibly, it's simple. It's easy to follow, but it is so well done. Um, I think that James Gunn, what he does the best is he, he doesn't have any useless characters in the show. Every no. character that you see on screen is important and they have a storyline and you know a lot about them like whatever if it's like the detective or whatever that's a different story that i'm I'm talking about like the main like people that we see on screen there's no i don't know not really someone who shows up for an episode and you don't see ever again it's like they really build on each character make you care about each of them and the interactions Mm. between between all of them and like I don't know. Like usually I'm terrible with remembering people's names like on on shows. But this one like I don't know, like I'm it, it the show made me care about them enough to like Instinctual. just instinctually know their name almost, which uh I don't know. I just it's crazy that like I don't know, just unexpected is like the word that I would use for this show is that it was just like I was I criminally underrated this show before I went into it. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I can't really find anything bad to say about it is the thing. Like there, I mean, I don't know. Like I, maybe I'm just coming off major recency bias. Cause I literally binged this whole thing and like, I'm, I'm high on it, but like, no, I don't think you are. My thing is that like, I, I watched the show week to week and I've been watching a lot of TV. Like I've I've made mm. that I've made that clear on this podcast a couple times. You know, I'm watching a lot of ongoing series. The Book of Boba Fett just ended last week. I'm watching Euphoria actively. Um, I'm watching uh, How I Met Your Father on Tuesdays. Superman and Lois. The weeks that that is on. Uh, I'm watching a lot, mm. a lot. Uh, 
and this is far and away the best show on TV. Um, mm. Like it's, and it's, it's not particularly close. And when I can say that in conjunction with a star Wars show that I absolutely love, like it's, it's, I love the book of Boba Fett, but I like in terms of critical appeal, the peacemaker is a much better show. Mm. Um, and can we like <laughs> talk about whenever Goff technically in detective's body at the time just gives the whole, uh, Hey everybody, here's exactly what's happening on our real life earth right now. Uh, shut the fuck up and like, listen, this is important. Like it was a very, like I was just treating like, minor inconveniences as, uh, as attacks against your freedom. Literally, they popped off. Like, they slam-dunked the world right here in this, like, short little, like, second. And I was like, at first, I was like, I was like, whoa, 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 wait up here. Like, I watch these shows to escape this sort of thing, you know? Like, I know about all that, but, but like, the more important thing is to let everyone else know, you know, about it. And, like, and I was like, I'm just, I, I, I it, it was good to, like, it was put into something that wasn't in a cringy way. Like it was, uh, it was just like, yeah. And if it was a much bigger part of the series, it probably would have gotten a little bit annoying, but it yeah. was just the second where it was like, Oh, that was like a little bit of a fourth wall break, but it's relevant. You know, she's, she's warning about the downfall <laughs> of their civilization. And, you know, that moment where, you know, uh, he's, she's laying out to him the exact reason they do what they do. And it's the same reason he does what he did. Um, and hit like the tear that falls down his cheek. And he's like, he's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. And then he just, he pulls trig, uh, with the, you know, activate human, human torpedo. Um, mm. and he, oh and, you know, God. he spared. And the, when God grabs his face and is like, you, you spared, you spared me. You took care of me. And this is how I want to repay you. You fed me. You kept me alive. You were one of the only ones who was nice to me. So I'm going to, and he spares her in mm -hmm. exchange, you know, uh, goes ahead and blows the other one straight through its fucking forehead, but shoots her in the chest. And, uh, that's an interesting detail, like to leave in. Um, and like, it makes me like, is every single butterfly dead, but golf now like is golf the only butterfly remaining or is there like more somewhere else my my money is that uh there are probably more the the way that i looked at it was he activates human torpedo the cow is gone mm -hmm. they're the butterflies are dying anyway oh shit yeah yeah they're done you know like they they will eventually starve to death because they won't have the nutrients they need um duh so he, he spares her, gives her one last meal back at his house and everything. Uh, when he, when he dumps the goo out on the, on the front oh, porch. I didn't even think about it in this way. Like the way I was thinking about it is like, oh yeah, he, they're just going to continue like being friends and like, he's just going to stay there like with really him somber. for a while. But like it's actually much more somber than that. Damn, he's, all the uh, food's gone. Yeah. Uh -huh. Giving, giving Goff one last meal. And uh, sitting by him in uh, in partnership one last time. Oh it's my very god! Oh my god! Wow! I didn't... wow! Like, oh, I, wow! That was just a. I didn't even. I'm just realizing this now. Wow! That, yeah. That's just kind of wild. Um, no, yeah, it's it's one. It was one of the more moving things oh. about the finale for me was like the the, you know, he did this with fucking Starro too in the Suicide Squad where at that last second he humanized him a little bit and was like I was happy floating off in space doing mm -hmm. my fucking thing mm -hmm. and you know you know getting Goff to be like we're doing this to protect you we're doing this because we saw you doing what we did mm. um, we can't let that happen again and you know uh, whenever Peacemaker sits down and he, he talks to I think it was Harcourt where he's like uh, did I just kill the world mm. and uh she's like or it might have been out of bio it was one of the two but she says nah but you gave us you gave us the freedom to change it you know mm -hmm. you didn't uh you didn't kill the world you gave us the opportunity to save it 
instead of mm-hmm. being controlled by our bug overlords. And the more I'm talking about it, the more I think it was Autobio. It was, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, like what a what a situation that he's in. Like I don't know. Like that. That's what I keep coming back to. Is like I never expected like him to have the future of mankind basically in his hands, you know? At, at right. Right. No. Yeah. Um, like this is a, this is a problem that like, and you know, the way to handle these situations where it's like, uh, why isn't the justice league involved is because it's a shadow agency and then nobody can know it's happening. Uh, <laughs> like, is it the deep state? No, it's not the deep state. It's uh it's something, it's a, a group of operatives embedded yeah, it's kind of like the deep yeah. state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they were. The show was very self-aware, which was also nice. It, just a nice, like, uh, I don't know. It was a nice. It's just nice to hear these things said in like media, like just so clearly, um, and where, like, I think a lot of people watch the show that are very right-leaning, and because of John Cena and like how his character was before i think a lot of like um people that kind of think this way that you know the like i think a lot of people got mad because of this show um but i think it put it in a way where it was like kind of blunt like very obvious you know oh yeah uh, like that's my thing is that i think anyone who (laughs) probably uh there came a point when uh when vigilante breaks into the prison and he goes right up to the white supremacist and lays out lays out his whole fucking thing and is like, "Fuck you guys." Ooh. I'd be willing to bet there were people who went, "Yeah, I'm out," which mm. is like, like you know, those people really need to take a take a good look in the mirror. But like, uh, like that that that's a point in a show where I was like, "Oh shit," because mm. you know, Peacemaker they they address this early on. It's very self aware of the perception of Peacemaker. Like this guy who rides for the American government has to be you're that racist superhero, you know? And they're like, You kill a lot more minorities than you mm-hmm. do white people. He's like, Okay, I will do my best to kill more white people. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and uh I was just like they were towing a line there for a second, but then they make it clear what side of that line mm. he wants to be on at the very least. It might not be what he has been falling on because, and they also make it clear to go, his dad fucked him up. Yeah, okay. Like, like fucked him up. And he's in his head still. Still. Like, but strike le- me down, strike like, me down and I will become more powerful than you can imagine. Yeah, That's not, that's not just like, psychological there's like some like oh you think there's some superhero shit like they wouldn't uh the blow dart thing would not have happened if like he's legitimately there somehow like in the helmets because Mm. um where the blow dart thing happened it happened right where they found the helmet right so like i think in some way he put like his consciousness like scientifically is what I'm saying. Like, uh, well, you know, they did show him do the whole. They had he had the whole quantum fucking mm-hmm. room for his helmet. So yeah. he is he is clearly very very uh, you know. And I I I would like for that to be the the ultimate thing because like it really sucks if it's not for uh for Chris just just because mm-hmm. like if that is what he's dealing with, that's that's rough. You know, uh, that's that's some hard shit to go through, and uh, it's the way that uh. He like mocks him about it too. Like he like mm. giggles and is like, <laughs> like when he sits down to sits down next to him and Chris is like, fuck, mm. like sitting next to him, like, God damn it. I thought we ended this shit. And he like crack, he just does a smile and drinks his beer. And it's like, this guy's fucking evil. They like really make you hate him. It's insane. And I, I like always think of the actor that has to play that role, right? Like, It's either you're a really good actor or that's coming from a place that's like deep down and you know it, you know, like, I don't know. I hope it's not that like, uh, (laughs) obviously. No. Yeah. And this guy, the guy who played him, Robert Patrick, you've definitely seen him in stuff. He's, uh, he's definitely been around, uh, maybe most recently for you, the Sopranos. He's got a couple episodes under his belt 
in The Sopranos where he's the owner of a sporting goods shop and gets completely, or no, wait, he's a degenerate gambler and gets completely fucked over um, by by the mob. <laughs> um, but also, uh, he was the Terminator in T2. Oh, oh wow! Okay, yeah. yeah, he's he's been around. Definitely a well-established actor, but like, uh, yeah, it is interesting. Okay, he's okay. very, very talented uh, because he is good at being scum. Man, dude. like uh, I, I feel like because sometimes like people go out to the actor and be like, "You suck!" Like for this role, like they will like go out to them and be like, "I hate you now. Like I can't yeah. even like you for anymore." Um, which like, damn, he did the job. Like he really made you hate like this character. Like, holy, there was, you were right. Like they had to make him a villain and they had to have zero redeeming qualities. And they're like, truly there's not are a single one, zero redeeming qualities. Like, yeah, no, nah, nothing. They, they, they had one moment where like he laughed with, with his son for a little bit, you know? Just because. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he was talking about uh, his adventure with the with mm. the Suicide Squad, the rat the phobia. Of it. Yeah, like, he was uh, he was afraid me. of rats. His dad tortured him with rats, and they like they're like cracking up. He's like, "Don't tell me this is the guy who shot you." And he's like, <laughs> "Like," and it was from that scene on that you just knew this dude was just the fucking yep. worst. You didn't know the full extent or anything. You know, they mention. <laughs> they mentioned his dad a couple times like you know like the original like he he was so much like he was terrible and then you know we get the reveal that he is a white supremacist uh leader of some sort uh the white dragon and uh, he's got the his costume evokes those vibes big time it's uh it's it's scary like you're like this guy is a white supremacist uh, to the to the fucking max, and he he's just despicable. I can't I couldn't stand his character. And I really thought when he got in prison, he was about to get the shit beat out of him, like by those people. And then when they started hailing him, I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Damn!" That was the complete opposite of what I wanted and what I thought would happen. Um, but then when Vigilante came in, that was oh, and Vigilante riding, riding for his man's Chris, dude. Like whenever uh, Autobio goes over to him and is like, you know, maybe he'd, j- he'd just be better off dead, you know. And uh, Vigilante's like, I gotta go, I gotta go do. A- <laughs> throws the trash yeah. can at the window. I was like, yeah. At first, I'm like, what's he doing? What's his plan? Like, is this plan to actually get through the window and then just run in there and beat the shit out of him and kill him, like right in jail? I'm like, the is plan that to the- get arrested? And then I'm like, oh, okay, okay, this 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 makes more sense. Um, now, just like while he's getting arrested, you know, like uh, he's like, oh my my pinky toe, I've sustained an injury. Please do not like uh, I I will go freely, you know, like just everything that he's saying. Like I don't know, he his character is pretty funny. Like the way they they like did him and everything. I don't know. They just every character has their own unique personality. Like and it's like they are truly the character, which is insane. Um. I don't know this. I'm I'm struggling. Like I'm every every turn I'm taking, every thought I'm having. I'm like, is there one thing I hate about this show? Like, I'm trying to think of every character and like. No, yeah, there was there was. It's just really really well done, and I'm I'm sitting here feeling the same way I do after every James Gunn project. Mm. Feel the same way I did after Guardians and two, Guardians Two, and I feel the same way I did after the Suicide Squad, where I'm just like that was some of the most fun comic book media we could have ever gotten and emotionally resonant in a way I never would have anticipated. And like whenever you get the full, the full backstory where you know what happened when Chris, when Chris accidentally killed his brother uh, and it's, it, you, you reach that point and you're like, cause you hear about it, you know, you hear he killed his brother you 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 even see at one point that he punched him and he started and he started uh seizing and you're mm-hmm. like ah oh, fuck that sucks you know like and even then it was just like brothers brothers fight and this just went wrong and it's just but then you get the full extent where they were getting bet on and an idea of his dad's and it's like oh my fucking god and he's so innocent that he's like he's doing the worm mm. oh like 
And, like, the whole time, like, because Peacemaker was, like, blaming himself so hard, you know. And then, like, it just makes it that, like, he's just, like, ultra innocent. Like, he's obviously not an innocent person. Not what I'm trying to say. But, like, his personality is very innocent. He doesn't, um, like, aside from the murder, he's very innocent. I remember talking about this with the suicide squad. I was like, he's, he is stunted in some sort of arrested development. He is still a kid, Mm. you know, like he, he obviously does some really fucked up shit, but the things he thinks are funny, the things that he, he does, he's a childish man. And this is what stunted his growth as a person. He hasn't moved on from Mm. that, which is just like, holy shit. Damn, man. Like I, his storyline was obviously amazing. It's, you know, the show. But, like, out of Bio's storyline um, of her, like, not thinking she's cut out for it. like going And her mom forward. being Amanda Waller. And people not knowing that, you know. Like, which and was then Vern like, being like, of course I knew that. Like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing here? Hmm. Uh. <laughs> uh, like, and then whenever she's like. I'm made for this shit. She goes out there, bro. She oh my pops god. off, bro. Like, oh my god, she went <laughs> off. Literally, I was, I was like, going like, hey, hey, like I was like, like in my room, like getting hype, like everything. Um, Absolutely, dude. She she, poor, bo- she poor bodied that shit. Poor, like just absolutely mutilating his leg, man. He he was trying to have his moment, you know, too. Um, but his moment came earlier, you know, he, he got the chainsaw, yeah, he, he got the, the gorilla, you know, he got the gorilla chainsaw kill. So Economos motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, I guess, I mean, he did, um, did he take down, what was the little guy's name? Uh, oh yeah. Judo master. Yeah. Did he take him down first too, or was that? Yeah. He beat, he beat him over the head. Oh yeah. He he rammed him him with the RV. (laughs) Uh, and then beat him with a with a fucking uh, a tire iron, and then like uh, like as he's like back, crawling dude. away from yeah. a crash, just yeah, to keep going back. He's like, "Oh, are you kidding me, man? Just go!" And then he just like went in, and I'm like, "Oh my god, man!" But uh, well, and it was also like, and then they even found a way to fucking humanize Judo Master, where mm-hmm. it was like, like he knew full well what was going on here. He was clued in the entire time and he fully believed in what they were doing. So when they all die and he starts crying, you're like, Oh fuck. This dude is like, he's convinced that's the end of the world. Like, yeah, just... that's it. Like he takes a bite of another flaming hot Cheeto as he cries, <laughs> man. Like the show just does such a good job of balancing the serious as well as the comedy. Like the comedy never takes away from the show, mm. um, which is like just everything James Gunn like it follows that. I I don't know of one James Gunn thing where I'm like, damn, that story was amazing, and also I laugh my like my ass off the whole time. Um, yeah, he's. He's brilliant. And it's also like an awareness of the characters that I think he always, he always just nails, you know, like I'm, con- I'm, I was concerned at the end of like, I can't remember if it was the end of six or the end of seven, but, uh, Mern's dead. So the end of seven, uh, and they're like, we need a leader. I was very con, con- uh, concerned that that was going to go, well, the show's peacemaker. The leader's going to be peacemaker. And I was like, for the love of God, that doesn't make sense. Mm. Uh, and then it was Harcourt and I was like, okay. Thank you. Like that's that's a very simple understanding of the narrative they've placed they put forward. And you know, and a lesser a lesser writer or a lesser director does just go the protagonist of the show is peacemaker, he's the leader. Mm-hmm. Um which yeah. I really, really appreciate. And uh Adebayo, like exposing um everything, you know, at the end, like letting everyone know and then Waller, you know, there, like, huh? what the fuck? You know, she's like, What? Um but that's, I don't know. That's that's very interesting. Um, like, I, I wonder if this is going to be like um, a mass release of all of these superheroes. You know, like if this is the jump off, like he's using this as like a jump off point for all of these other spinoffs that he can do now. Because like now, anyone that's in prison, any superhero that he he can like just take anyone from DC and be like, here's another like. If they're a prisoner, you know, if they're in prison, here you go. There, anyone can be in Suicide Squad now, basically. You know, well, like, and the or fact plot, that, you know. and you know, like I'm not a, I'm not a DC uh, mm. 
I'm not I'm not so well versed in DC the way that I am in Star Wars and even even in Marvel. Uh and Marvel I'm not even close to as engrossed in as I am Star Wars. So like mm-hmm. this is definitely third on that on that ladder, I'd say, and maybe even fourth behind like Game of Thrones. But like mm. so I I did not know who Peacemaker was before the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. To me, a D-list character that I'd never heard of in my life. And it's the best show of this year so far. Damn. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. That is fair. Like, and, you know, we see that. We've seen that more and more on the Marvel side of things, too. The way that they're they're confirming, you know, like a, like an Agatha Harkness series and shit like that. Where it's like these, these lower tier characters are getting their own shit. And they're going to get propelled to the limelight and that's such a i think james gunn's the perfect creator for that sort of thing as he did with the guardians you know uh d-list characters who were not the the team of marvel it was x-men it was fantastic four uh the avengers up there not the guardians though now the guardians are top tier now that i think about it like every time that i've watched something the things that i've enjoyed the most are like the brand new stories like Marvel. Like obviously I enjoyed Spider-Man for the nostalgia, but like truly I had like, I thought Shang-Chi and Eternals were like more like crazy. And like, I liked the story. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh my God, those stories are just so beautiful. And like over here. Yeah, sure. I'd like to see Batman. I'd like to see Superman, you know, the main people, but like, it's really these new storylines that we have, you know, where you don't have any expectations, you don't know where it's going. You don't like, um, it is just a new story that you're experiencing. Like, I don't know, maybe we do have to get away from just always expecting just the main people, you know, because like, what more can we really do with their stories that hasn't been done already? Right, Um, right. No, yeah. And like, that's the thing is, that that was one of the things that I was most excited for when the Suicide Squad was coming out. You know, this new this new look at a a team of villains that I'm not largely familiar with. You know, I know Harley Quinn and I know King Shark and shit like that, but I'm not familiar with Bloodsport. Uh, not, I don't know Peacemaker. You know, I, I Polka Dot Man. I what what <laughs> Polka Dot Man? I, yeah. It's just genius. Yeah. He, he just has a way about about making all these characters who didn't mean shit to me before mean the world to me now. Mm. It's it's fantastic the way he can he can get that done. Talk about uh, some found family here. Like damn. What was the eleventh street gang or something like that? I can't mm. remember what that it was. picture. Kids. Oh my eleventh street kids oh. or something like that. That, that Amelia. That, I'm trying to get used to calling her Amelia. Amelia now. Harcourt. Yeah. Um, like whenever like uh Oh my god, I forgot about this. Economos is like, I don't know what he's done afterwards, but he like takes his laptop out and then he has like a specially cut place for the picture, you know, now that he takes that everywhere with him. Like that that's, that's the, like and he got it printed because it was a it was a digital photo on an iPhone mm-hmm. and then he oh, got yeah. it printed and put in a frame. And like I the like the honesty of laying Economos bare there, like just him being you know, the most vulnerable, lonely dude who was just so excited to have a friend mm. and like uh his best friends are are Peacemaker and Vigilante, mm-hmm. which is like uh, oh, yeah. just amazing. And I love where, that for him. Where uh you know the butterflies ask him, you know, your your previous life, the guy you took over, why does he do that to his beard? And then whenever he just like belted out and that they were all like like he was like, and I didn't think anyone noticed until someone commented on it over and over again. Damn! Like I was like, "Fuck!" Oh my god! Like they're like so, so many Dive-eared. times where I'm just like, I'm just crying now. Like I'm just, I've okay. got a tear running down my face. Okay, I'm crying now. Like there, uh, I just saw this massive worm cow looking thing being milked you know and what the fuck that is not a cow that is not a cow and then you have a moment that you have that and then you know the next moment you're you're like laughing you go you go through just every stage every roller coaster of emotion so many loops and and twists everything like oh just what a show man like i i don't know i 
I never thought that I'd be more excited for like a season two of Peacemaker over like everything else. Like, I don't know. I just, oh, yeah, I just like, want like more of this. Like, this was just so good. Yeah, man. And I, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it was just so fucking good. And I don't have much else to say on it, but, uh, you want to, uh, want to throw a rating on this? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Enjoyment. Shit. Pretty high. If we're, go- if we're going that rating, like that rating, the rating system. Yeah. Our rating system. Okay. Yes. As we've done for our 52 year journey through film. Then yeah, I mean enjoyment. I mean I'm I'm all the way up there with with uh like I'm pretty I I don't know if it's getting any lower than uh four point eight four point nine yeah it's it's four point nine was kind of where I was sitting yeah um, I think that's a good place to go with it just because like uh you know I I did really really like it but like I I. I absolutely loved it, but mm. I don't, I don't think I was like, a, I, it didn't, I wasn't obsessed, you know, I wasn't obsessed with, uh, with it the way I have been other things. I, uh, let's say, yeah, I mean, there's not a thing that I hated about it. Um, I was laughing, I was crying, all my emotions, how, you know, how deeply do we connect with it, you know, is our enjoyment and, uh. And I mean, yeah, I I don't think it's like a full five, but I mean, four point nine. Like, yeah, I think like that's what uh, I think it only makes sense. Um, I think so too. There. I think so too. That's that's where I was even before like said anything. Um, as like a comic book, as a superhero story, as a genre in that superhero action comedy i guess five does mean this would be genre defining technically you know i don't think that's all the five means but uh no but yeah um i mean but here's the thing i know uh, it just ended it just ended yesterday so like it's hard it's hard to say yeah but where i'm sitting right now if you're telling me as far as TV shows are concerned. Like movies are out of my mind when we're doing this this specific rating conversation. As far as a genre defining superhero TV show, I think I think there are a few shows that like straight off the top of my head, there's like a one Marvel show I'd tell you and there's one DC show I'd tell you and it'd be Daredevil and it'd be Peacemaker. Yeah, that's where and, I'm at. And I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think it de- uh, over at like a just in terms of just it was so well done. The stories were so fucking good. It was so weird and so comic booky to the absolute max. And it and it never lost me. You know, like it was just like I believed it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like that's hard to do. I think that's ah, it's 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 maybe a, the question that's, right now. Is not asking is is this genre defining already? It's should this be the gold standard in the future? Yeah, going forward, should, and, this, should this be ideal? Like, and frankly, if you were to give me nothing but shows like this, I'm perfectly happy. Um, so, like, I think I think uh, again, we're up there. Like, it's it's not it's not dropping below a four point seven five. You know, like it's. Mm. It's up there. Shoot. I I mean, giving it a five right now is kind of crazy, but, like, not really. I don't think. See, and that's the thing. is like, I don't want to weigh it with recency bias, you know? Like, I'm trying my best. But then I, like, I, like, truly think back to what was done here. Mm. And uh, as far as, like, critically, like, if I'm thinking about the fact that it made me laugh several times an episode uh the action was exquisite shit was amazing the the very story it laid out for us with the characters was so well done you know like i i think that and it it is interesting because i'm like trying to think about like the way i'd weigh like an mcu show here like as mm. as compared to peacemaker in terms of the superhero tv show genre and like uh 
when it comes to like uh, mm. Loki. I watch Peacemaker before I watch Loki when it comes to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's where I start getting like a little tougher, you know, like it's like they're so they're different kinds of shows at that point, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the Falcon, and the Winter Soldier isn't the comedy uh, that that Peacemaker. going in, into the shows for different reasons. Exactly. At that point. But I, um, I guess the closest comparison could be WandaVision and Peacemaker. It's a different, more fun version, you know, of the universe, I guess you mm. could say. Um, and, like, that's kind of where it's the best, um, where it has been the best. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I'm high on this. I am high on this. But, you know... I don't I, I don't think we've gotten a truly genre defying super genre defining superhero TV show. I don't think we've officially gotten that yet. Would you rank they, Daredevil out of five? Daredevil would be the closest, I'd say. So I it but still it could be like a four nine. You know, like, yeah, see, like, I, like and like that's where I'm like, I don't know what is I don't and like that's the thing. I don't think we have one. I don't think I can nail it down. So mm-hmm. And if I can't confidently say this is it, then I don't think I can I can say that this is it. You know what I'm saying? So I think a 4.8, 4.75, 4.9, somewhere in that range is about where we need to lie here with the genre. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking 4.8 the, uh, pretty much like the whole way through. Um, that's like the, the number I landed on right away. I was like, at first I'm like, all right, five, because I want every show that's comic book, whatever – if it has any comedy, I want it to be exactly like this, like in every way. Um, just change the characters. Give me exactly this, though. But then I'm like, okay, Daredevil, like, that was, you know, that's already three seasons. Um, and that's, you know, pretty genre-defining already if I'm picking any superhero show out. Um, yeah. If, and, if, if I have and, to pick one that's genre defining, it's that. But that's the thing is that like I start thinking about it and it's like, is superhero TV a genre? Mm. And it's like, I don't know if I can technically say it is because like Daredevil and Peacemaker are vastly different shows. Like true. those those aren't technically the same genre, I don't think. And uh, so it gets it gets harder there. So like, uh hmm. The thing with Peacemaker right now is that it's the like the only realm it fits into in terms of superhero show or superhero movie is uh, the Harley Quinn animated series, uh, you know, uh, Deadpool and Deadpool Two, Guardians and Guardians Two. Like th- that's the only; those are the mm-hmm. only things that are even kind of in the same vein because mm-hmm. those are the only ones that really mm-hmm. reach for the comedy. I think. Uh, Thor Ragnarok to an extent, but I mean, like, uh, that would be towards the bottom of the, of the genre while Peacemaker would be towards the top. If I had, if I had to say, Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I'm not, I'm not coming in here. Like if we're talking about a genre, Daredevil and, uh, Thor Ragnarok, probably not the same genre technically. Um, that is interesting to think about. Yeah. Like I was just kind of thinking the whole time, yeah, this is just superhero TV genre, you know, but like, is that really a thing? <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, like there is the superhero genre, but then the superhero very genre has big umbrella. Yeah, it's a very big yeah. umbrella. Um, I don't know. I think, I think 4.8 kind of sits right, though. Um, I think so, too. I think so, too. So, but yeah. Now, this is interesting. Um, as a film, or as a as critically, a show. critically, how did this do? Um, you know, we got a really complete story. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was sitting there wondering as the show was coming down to coming down to the end, what, uh, what's the cliffhanger? What are we doing to leave us open to a season two? And James Gunn didn't do anything to leave us open to a season two. Mm-hmm. He made it so that season one would stand alone. There wouldn't need to be a season two unless season two was confirmed. Um, and, we got a really, really complete story, a really, really great character work, a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, you know, we haven't we haven't even mentioned the theme song. Mm. It's, uh, that's that's one of the it's one of the top five. Are you telling uh, theme me songs for me that there's not a perfect time to rock and roll? That any time <laughs> is not a time to rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I've been listening to it on repeat this entire podcast. Do you really um, want to? Do you really want to taste it? And the uh, the album artwork is like amazing. It's a guitar, a monster truck guitar, basically. It's a guitar with four wheels, um, and rocket <laughs> boosters at Dude. at the back, and it's just now, driving. Now, um, tell me, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume you haven't you haven't seen it yet. If if you were to give me a guess, what year that song came out in? What would it be? 95 2010 really yes wow that's incredible um i was either thinking it was like 95 or like 2018 it was like i was just like um thinking it either came out very recently or like yeah like it's it's somewhere back there 90s or 80s or something no, like it's 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 eighties it's eighties as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh I, I was I was shocked as fuck when I found when you said, that. I'm it like, okay, so it's definitely not the eighties. Because whenever you said that, I'm like, okay, definitely not the eighties if it's like unexpected. Um yeah. so I'm like, okay, maybe later on in the nineties or something. Um Dude, it's got eighties wow. written all over it. And when I read that this that song came out like a little over 10 years ago that's just hilarious to me that's just that's just a band going for nostalgia there uh and paid off for them apparently uh because it perfectly captures peacemaker's whole vibe like everything he like uh (laughs) everything he likes and enjoys that's it you know and like the opening dance like the like shotgun to like it's so unnecessary right like Throw your dog the invisible bone. You thought about making just a dance that everyone does, you know, at the beginning. Like, like the entire cast. It's, it's the entire cast. It's just like it frames the show differently. It's like, oh, yeah, these are all just a bunch of people like coming together and making this fun ass show. Um, And like, I don't know, like I, I got up. I freaking tried to dance along with them. There's some parts that I memorized, you know. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. There's some there's parts some that are, parts easy, that are like, just fucking fantastic. I mean, like I got better as as it went on. You know, it was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm in it. John like Cena, I was John in Cena it. Cena holding Judo Master <laughs> on his shoulder at the end, uh, like, and he's like kind of shaking a little bit, you know, because it's, yeah, it's like fantastic. has to hold the pose and everything. It's I don't know. The show was just it felt like genuine, like so genuine God, in so a good. in the weirdest way because there's butterflies and cow worm and yellow like it's that's the thing i like i like think back on the series and i thought about like saying when like in comparison to wandavision you know like it's Mm. not as outlandish it's arguably more outlandish um but there are several points in the series where it feels so grounded like Mm. and that's such a delicate balance that i don't know how the fuck they achieved it like it's it's crazy that we're dealing with an alien species that embeds itself in people's brains and they they worship this holy cow that uh, <laughs> gives them their only nutrients in the world. And that cow is fucking huge. Um, and nevertheless, like I look back on this and, you know, I, I think about Peacemaker riding around in a car with his with his homies and like uh, sitting on his front porch and shit. And, like just just these simple moments where it's just like, you know, it wasn't always giant. It was mm. sometimes the stories were small and uh, intimate, and I really appreciate that. But uh, and with all that said, you know, I'm still I'm still really high on it. You know, this is probably this is probably in the four point seven five realm. Uh, pretty 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 high up. You know, the, the only thing that kind of uh kind of loses it for me is that I don't think uh like there are prettier shows. I mm. think like I I like I think they're their focus wasn't necessarily the cinematography and everything. Uh, there's nothing I look back on and go, wow, that shot was brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh it is, it is rather, it's rather simple mm. in, in that regard. And for that, it'll get dinked a little bit, but there was never a choice that made me go, Oh, they shouldn't have done that. Mm. You know? So like, it can't, it can't <laughs> go down too far. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm right up there with it. You know, I was, I was thinking like around a four seven five before, like four six would be the absolute floor. Yeah. I would say. Um, I say four point seven five is probably. Yeah, uh, it it rounds it out move. to like a four eight two overall. 
Um, which, you know, if we're just talking TV, like, yeah, like, Oh yeah. And that's the thing is like when we, we, I don't want to put it up next to our movies because like, that's, I'll, I'll, I weigh those massively different. Uh, I'd say, you know, because if I remember correctly, like Godfather part two is like a 4.83 on our, uh, on our scale. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so like, is peacemaker point one less than the Godfather part two? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh Yeah, this puts it up there with uh with Jaws, um with yeah, it's you know, not Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, but it, it's it's almost a my neighbor to Toro, a deep poet. You know, it's it's funny framing it in uh in Yeah, in see, because like I read but... all that and I go, Well, I don't want it I don't want it here. Oh yes, but, like... it obviously ties the Lion King and Malcolm X um, <laughs> right? or, or whatever, but uh so but yeah, like this is as a TV show. Um, I don't know of one that I've enjoyed more this year. Um, for like just overall everything, like encompassing everything. So I mean, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm no, definitely this, uh, I'm comfortable. Where I, it's it'll be tough to top. Like I think I think I think to Euphoria that I'm watching actively this year. The enjoyment rating will probably be pretty high. Won't be as high as this. The mm-hmm. genre rating will probably be pretty high. Probably not as high as this. And the overall rating will be pretty high, but not as high as this. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're just even on HBO itself. There are shows that are getting done that aren't getting done as well. Um, and it's just uh, it's really cool to see. But uh, yeah, we'll have plenty of uh plenty of shows to go over. I w- wish we would have done it for like the Book of Boba and mm, shit. Like, I know. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll just retroactively. Yeah. You know, we we could probably go back and do that. Uh, but yeah, all right. You got anything else to say on Peacemaker, man? I uh, I don't think so. I think we got a got it pretty covered. Just can't wait for for the next season. That's for sure. I'm very very excited for that. And with that, we will conclude as a uh, as a uh, we look forward to season two of Peacemaker. But uh, with that, this was the Penny Balloon Podcast. I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. If you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find well over 22 hours of exclusive content at this point, including a little 20-minute uh, Patreon clip we recorded just now uh, that, w- that uh, we just kind of talk about TV in general, where it's headed in terms of uh, streaming and what, what comes after streaming. You know, we had cable and we've done that, and then we went to streaming what comes next? You know, we, uh, we, we question that. Uh, if you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom podcast. And remember peace, love, and bloom. An economos motherfucker. (laughs)